Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Swahili Sunday. And if you're listening after the fact, thanks so much for listening. I'll start with a shout out to all the fathers out there. Happy Father's Day for any fathers. It is Father's Day in the U.S. where we celebrate Father's Day. My father passed away when I was 22. I'll be doing a little tribute to him a little later. My name, Eldana, for those of you who don't know, my name, Eldana, came from my father's name, Eldon, and I was born on Father's Day. So every four years, usually my birthday falls on Father's Day. This year, it was on Friday. And maybe in a couple of years, it'll be back on Father's Day again. But the day I was born initially was Father's Day, and that's where that's where the name Eldana came from kind of named after my dad, Eldon, E-L-D-O-N was his name. They added an N-A and made Eldana. Create a name, one word, no capital D. As a kid, it was a little bit of a struggle. People always made fun of me to put the E-L on the front of whatever silly name they wanted to make. But Father's Day is one of those days that we celebrate fathers. And unfortunately, I didn't have mine through most of my adult years. He my mother died when I was 12, and then 10 years later, my father died when I was 22, and I'd been in the Air Force a couple of years, so he was able to see that oh, Meow Mix. Meow Mix has to come. She knows I'm on camera, and she's here. Say hi, Meow Mix, to everybody. Uh, anyway, he got to see me join the military, and back when parents and families didn't show up to basic training graduations, he came to mine. He was very, I know he was very proud of me, and I I know he'd be proud of the things I've accomplished today. But today for Swahili Sunday, I wanted to share some about my trip to Kenya. I'm back and I must say that I am finally feeling uh, human again. So Layla, if you're listening, I'm 100%, I think. I'm pretty much all human after my bout with food poisoning, which uh, that was rough. I had, yeah, I had a really rough time with digestion and food poisoning there this time. And I've been to Kenya six times and usually I get a little whatever, but there are many contributing factors. Probably the fact that I haven't been out of the state of California since the pandemic and not eating any different food or and traveling and all that. So uh, I'm just grateful to be healthy. <laughs> I'm grateful to feel good. I felt like I got home on Tuesday and I felt like somebody would run over me with a bus and I had to work my J-O-B and I am thankful I didn't have to go anywhere but right here. And I did very little because I, oh man, I was just not with it. Meow Mix, dude, you got to chick, whatever, this cat, she thinks she's got to be on, on with me all the time, right? Right, Meow Mix? You are you like to be on camera. You're so pretty. <laughs> I know. Meow. So I wanted to share a little bit about my trip, but let me share about the Swahili word for today is furaha, means happy. And I must say that I am very happy today. I woke up happy yesterday, happy today. I had a little, I don't know, emotional whatever about my birthday being the big next decade that I've, I'm celebrating the big 6-0. And uh, I was crying on the plane. I just had like a crying thing. I don't know what, I guess, feeling that I should be other, have other things in my life going on that aren't and kind of felt lonely. But my, my, both of my kids, wow, they just, I had such a great 
birthday with them. My daughter took me out to the Hello Kitty Grand Cafe for afternoon tea. That's our kind of thing that we do. And uh, go, so we went out to the Hello Kitty Grand Cafe for afternoon tea on my birthday and hung out and went shopping a little bit. I bought a pair of shoes and we just spent time together and it was great. I, and then my son took me to the spa and I had a massage and man, she disrupted something because my back's kind of sore. I needed it though, because of all the travel and I don't travel light, unfortunately, because I'm always hauling things and I'm hauling my backpack and, and I had other things with me. I had like three full bags of product and a fourth bag that I had to pay extra for. And that, that all, that, that all took its toll on my back. And my, my laptop's really heavy. As a matter of fact, I'm going today to the Apple store to look at getting a new one because it just, it's 12 years old. It's a Mac. It's been great, but it is now spontaneously shutting down. I'll be in the middle of working on something and it was happening intermittently. Now it's happening almost every time I use it, sometimes several times. I thought, hmm, okay, I can't do business that way. So I am going, man, next dude, come on. I am going later this afternoon to check that out and make that purchase. That's, I guess, my birthday present to myself. Anyway, let me share a little bit about my trip a little bit. Gosh, if you saw any of the posts, you saw some of the adventure that that happened. And it, it was interesting. I'll sh it was interesting traveling. This is the first time I'd been on a plane since COVID. And of course, I'm vaccinated, had to get a COVID test within three days of flying. And man, let me tell you, every step of the way, they checked that. Going, they didn't check it as much as coming back. It was very interesting. But going, they, I actually had a printout and then I also had it on my phone. Going to Kenya, I had to do my normal visa, but then there was another health thing I had to fill out and get a QR code. Plus I had to have the COVID test. Plus there was another form to fill out. That was interesting. I, and I've talked about this in my blog about travel hacks. I space things out so I can, because it's a long flight. It takes, when you consider going to the airport and then going through checking in, going through, getting on the plane, going to your next destination, the layover there and going to the next destination, going through customs and all that. It takes more than 24 hours to get just to Nairobi. And thankfully we weren't going on to Katali for a few days because we needed to go do some shopping to get some fabric for the, the new products that we were producing, which I have some of them here I'll share about. But if you get off the plane and then immediately go to Katali. If you drive, it's eight hours. And thankfully we flew because that, that I, after all that travel, it's pretty rough on your body. So I do things to space out time in between the two flights. I like to book two flights, one to Europe and one to Nairobi. It's about 11 hours to Europe, depending on where you fly into. I usually fly into Amsterdam and then another roughly eight hours to Nairobi. And I usually like, if I'm going through Amsterdam, I like to book a little maybe three or four hour layover because there's a couple in airport hotels there. And with this being a flight where you had to have masks on the entire time, I needed somewhere to be able to take the mask off, to breathe, to take a shower, to detach from the crazy of the airport. I got to LAX, I think I got there probably 
two and a half hours, maybe more before the flight. And it was pretty empty. There, a lot of things were closed. All the airport lounges were closed. The uh, American Express lounge was open for, you could go in there and go to the bathroom and you could get a to-go box, but you couldn't sit around in there. So all the airport lounges at LAX are still closed. I don't know when they're reopening. Uh, masks are required. And I got and I, I checked in my bags and I went up the escalator. And by this time I'm already hot because I have to put, I, I was taking a lot of stuff there too, because I was taking things for kids and for the ladies and all kinds of stuff, plus my own bags and hauling it, pushing it up. It's always, it's like always up a hill going into the Bradley International Terminal at LAX. I'm like, why, why do you have it going up and then down? And one of the bags fell off and I was, it, I just, it's, it was like 70 pounds. I couldn't get it back on. I'm hauling it with me and I'm going and I got my backpack and I, oh yeah. So by the time I get to the plane, cause then you have to go, okay, you get the bags. Well, I show up and apparently there was something wrong with my ticket because I had originally booked a flight in November and then I had to change it around. And, uh, oh, hey, thanks Elizabeth for the birthday wish. That so I had to change the change it around to fly again in May, and I'm glad I went when I did, which I'll share about that in a little bit. Go through. They had to take me to another place, and then they check the bags, and then I have to go up, and then you have to take the laptop out, and you have to take the iPad out, and you have to take the shoes off, and you have to take the jacket off. All that stuff still applies. Uh, go. Of course, I had to show my COVID test, and then I go through, and then I'm waiting, and I. I was business class, so I get on on the flight. Now, why did I book business class? There's, there. Okay, I just turned sixty. People, <laughs> it's rough on my body, so I pay for that out of my my personal salary. I don't I don't take that out of the business. It's a business expense, but I end up paying for it out of my um, my job, which is why I have a job to pay some of these business expenses until the business expenses, uh, you know, catch up. I guess there there's some school of thought. If you're going to do nonprofit work, you should fly nonprofit pricing. Well, the nonprofit's not paying for it. So um, I need the rest in my body. And I'm, I was so grateful for it coming back, which I'll explain about that in a little bit. I was so grateful for it coming back because you're able to lay down. And I was in a, I will tell you a little travel hack I did because I was like, okay, 11 hours with a mask on. That's going to be crazy. Obviously, when you're eating, you didn't have to have a mask on. I had been reading that if you flew and you were sitting there eating, you were supposed to take the mask off, put the bite of food and put the mask back on. They weren't doing that, thankfully. And um, yeah, mix is back. We look alike. Our hair. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, they weren't doing that, but so I, after they, you get on, they usually feed you pretty quick. So they fed everybody and then kind of turn the lights out and you could either watch a movie or whatever. I chose to take a little nap. Well, I had my mask kind of curled around so it wasn't completely, I could breathe a little bit. So I was like, kind of like this cheating a little on my face, on my side, but there was nobody around me. So um, I, I just did that to, to get a little bit of air and not, it's hard to sleep with the mask on. It kept coming off anyway, but uh, flew to Amsterdam, had like a four hour layover, got a Yotel and I had booked in advance and I'm glad I did because they were full. If I had waited to not, to not book it, 
that would have been a problem. Uh, I had about three and a half hours before the flight boarded. I got there, I got set, I got a shower, I relaxed a little bit, had the mask off, breathe, and then back on and get on the plane to Nairobi, flew into Nairobi and arrived and it was great. Again, there were several checkpoints. They had to check, scan my code, they took my temperature, they looked at my COVID test like two or three times. And I go, I go through and get through customs quickly. And I'm like, great, took two hours for my bags to come off. Oh my gosh. By this time I, I landed like at 10 PM or something. I didn't get out of there until almost uh, midnight, 1230, something like that, because I had a phone that wasn't a new phone that was being used in Kenya that I hadn't unwrapped. So I had to go see the customs people and talk to them about that. And thankfully they let me go. The cut, the, actually the customs agent, she really loved my nails. I, I do the Kenya flag on my nails before I go and the, and the zebra, AKA zebra got there. I'm jet lagged, whatever. I end up, did I take a shower right away? I don't know. Got, got, went to Layla, house, our director there in Kenya. And um, then we had some business to do. That was, that was Sunday. So it was Sunday morning. So Monday we had some business that we were doing where we were going to purchase fabric for the new products we were making. I don't know if I you watched uh, Fair Trade Friday, but we have some really cool dog bandanas and I need to get my son's dog to be a model. I have some other dogs that are willing to be models. So we had we had to buy uh, bought a lot of fabric. This is just some of the the fabric we bought. It's all made out of beautiful uh, African print fabric. I love this one. This is going to look good on Gracie. Hey, meow mix. You want to wear a dog bandana? Maybe you can wear the little one, cat bandana. That would be interesting. So we we went shopping with all and got all these beautiful fabrics. Uh, and then some, because we were making the dog bandanas plus the, the, uh, what are they? Table runners, table uh, placemats and napkin sets. Made a few of those, be putting those up soon. I had to give myself some time to rest and get back into the swing of things, but got on the plane, flew to Katali on, on Tuesday, the first went to see the ladies. Layla had told them that she was going to have a meeting with them and for them to show up. We went to Kipsongo where they live. There's a little meeting room there. They didn't know I was coming. They were so surprised. You may have seen, if you look down on the page or my profile, wherever you're watching this, you probably see some pictures of when I greeted them and they were hugging. They were so excited to see me and I was so excited to see them. I'd miss them so much. It was like no time had passed. And uh, then the next three days we did things. We did the product development. We actually, so we could see, we, this is, this was Layla's idea, brilliant idea. We had a guy do this so we could figure out the labor cost because I, uh, we bought the fabric. So we needed to know what the labor cost was. So we had a guy do this and he, uh, so we figured out what the labor cost was. And then we negotiated a, a reasonable rate with the ladies, what they thought that they could actually uh, earn some good income. Cause there were four to six kind of working. I bought another sewing machine. We bought a sewing an extra sewing machine. There's someone who's supposed to be raising funds to buy some sewing machines and she hasn't, 
got in touch yet. So I was, went ahead and bought a sewing machine and figured, okay, we can just do a, a reimbursement whenever she get, comes up with the funding. So we had two sewing machines going and ladies were cutting and ironing and they had a little assembly line going. The rest of the ladies were making, uh, actually they were making paper beads and they all had their products with, this is why I had ordered a lot of the, the Layla necklace. And so we were getting the order of the things that, that I had already purchased, which was this and some other things. I got some other necklaces as well. These are really nice and solid colors. And then this, I guess you could call it like a lattice looking thing. It's the way they designed that is really cool. And what else? Oh, we got some little purses and spoons and other things and just spent time with them. We had lunch. We, but the fun part, which I'm going to show you the video in a minute, the fun part was the photo shoot. I had an idea and Layla and I discussed it. It's like, why not have the ladies model the things that they make and we can feature them on the website and in blog posts and in marketing that these are the actual people that make it, but here they are modeling it. And they had such a wonderful time. I put together a little video of each one of them modeling something. Some of them were modeling more than one thing, but it was so great because I had the, my photographer that I used there, uh, Dennis, he's awesome videographer. We did some video of that as well. And I have to still sort through all that. I'm still downloading and figuring all that out to how we're going to put that together and use that. We're going to start running ads and things like that. But they had such a good time. I, my heart was so full watching them doing the little modeling thing. It was so cool. Let me let me bring up. Let me bring up the video and I'll share the video with you. I haven't posted the video yet anywhere, but let me see. I'll bring the video up. Okay, I'm hoping everybody can see that. Let me see. Oh, I see what's going on here. Uh, wait a minute. That's looking weird to me. I'm not smarter than the, let's see if I can share this video. I was lost, lost in the desert, feeling my soul so slip away. My bones, heavy heart, letting go, watching as the sun turns gray.
So that's, that's a little video I did. Oh, hey, Carol. Thanks. Yeah. It's like, I, I have so many more pictures to share. I haven't had the opportunity to get them all together yet because I, I, we, so we spent three days doing product development and doing this photo shoot and spending time together, having connection, doing a good time. And then the next day, let's see. So that was, that was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I went to church and spent some time with uh, the couple of the street kids that are sponsored through uh, our foundation and some of the other street kids. We went and had, had a meal after church. And then uh, we did Swahili Sunday there live from Amani radio where I was staying. And one of the hosts of the show, uh, Francis, who I was on his show later was, uh, so it was me and Dorcas and Layla and Francis. And we did a little information about the ladies and about, Katali in Kenya on Swahili Sunday. That's on, that's available. It should be on the pages, on the YouTube channel, at, everywhere. I'm going to actually probably put that in a space on the website because it was a really good interview. And that was a lot of fun. And then we also had our, well, we had some time where we went and gave, gave food packs because there's still, which I'm going to share in a minute, what's happened there since I left, they've gone further back into lockdown, which it's, it's amazing that it was the day after I left. Let's see if I can bring that up and share about what's going on there. And then we had our, our tea party, but they celebrated my birthday with me. They adorned me in all kinds of beads. They had a shirt made for me. They had a painting done for me. Uh, they took a picture of me and had an artist paint my portrait. We celebrated, we hugged, we danced, we had tea and mandazi and cookies. And, and then I got to ride a motorcycle, a peaky peaky. I got to ride a motorcycle in Kenya. Woohoo, bucket list thing. I was so wanting to, ever since I've been to Kenya, talking about it every time, I need to ride a motorcycle here. And I'm riding around and people are looking because, first of all, you don't see women riding. I've not seen it. That there is actually I looked up in Nairobi. There's a women's motorcycle club. Oh, thanks, Penny. Yeah, this, I guess I got the Maryland look going today with my hair. <laughs> it's like my, you know, sexy 60s look. But they uh, that so I was. First of all, a woman riding and a Mzungu bright with me, my hair woman riding. The looks, I'm riding along, paying attention to the road, but people are shouting and looking and pointing like, what is that? But I look forward to riding again. And the guy, so he brought a, a friend and he filmed me. I have to cut that up because it's kind of choppy and put that video up of me riding. He said, I'm, I'm sitting on it and, and I'm looking. He's like, oh, here's the clutch. Here's the throttle. I'm like, yeah, one down, four up, one down, three up. What is it? He's like, oh, you know how to ride. I'm like, I told you, I've got a motorcycle in the U.S. So it was a kickstart. It took me a while. I've not ridden a kickstart bike. So I had to kick it and it, it, he had to help me a few times. But then I finally got it and figured out how to kick it over. And, and I was a pro and zipping around. And the roads are kind of tore up, so I didn't ride through town. But next time, uh, we'll probably rent one for me to ride the whole time so I can just tool around. And it, it'll be a lot of fun. I loved it. It was great. I, 
uh, I haven't ridden in a while. My bike's in the shop and I just was so full because one, the late and the ladies came out and they're like, what? They see me riding off and then they see me riding back. It was great. But we, we said our goodbyes and because we were leaving very early the next morning, but my, my digestion had started being jacked up a couple of days in. It wasn't like what they call travelers stuff. Uh, I've had that before, but this, I don't know if it was, I kind of had the same food every day and I don't know if it just didn't agree with me, but I wasn't right the whole time I was there. And we go back to Nairobi. We left at like five in the morning, went to El Duret, which was about an hour and a half, two hours away. And I, I didn't take any video of it, but it's crazy because the road between Katali and El Duret, you have people are walking, people are riding bicycles, people are riding peakies. There's full on big trucks. There's cars. It's just going. It was crazy. But we got there, got on the plane, got to Nairobi, but it's still, it was, it was not, my digestion wasn't good the whole time I went there. We got, the next day we got on the train and yeah, I kept running to the bathroom. It wasn't pleasant. Got to Mombasa, which was beautiful. And it wasn't too hot. When we, when I go in February, it's like 90 something degrees there. It was like low eighties. It rained one day, uh, that, but it was beautiful. The place we were staying was right on the water we actually had a lot of R and R time. We had a I had a massage. Layla and I both did. There was a hut right right by the beach. Had a massage there. We had a chef. It was very reasonably priced. Like it was about one hundred sixty five dollars a day for a two bedroom, one bath with a chef for breakfast and dinner. And but by the time we got to See, I was coming back on the 14th. So the 12th is when this, the food poisoning hit me, the, the night of the 12th, and uh, I guess the night of the morning of the 12th. And I, oh, I was bad. Stomach cramps, ran into the bathroom. It wasn't pleasant. Went to the hospital. They're like, oh, you, you, have, um, you have food poisoning. So they gave me some medicine, really couldn't eat that day, kind of laid around. Uh, I guess that was the 13th. Yeah, I'm looking at the calendar. That was the 13th because we were leaving the 14th and we were going to come back on the train. So we went there on the train. The train took two hours after we got out. The train was five hours. It took two hours to get to where we were going. We had to go drive through town, go across on a ferry, drive another uh, long way to the coast. And we made a decision to fly back instead. And I'm so glad we did because I, we would have had to have gotten up at like three in the morning and I was already wiped out. So we, we go back on the 14th, go back to Nairobi. We fly back. I'm still not feeling, I'm feeling better. I'm able to eat some like fruit and what I have some fruit and some plain toast and still just not a hundred percent get back to Nairobi. I'm starting to pack and figure out how I'm going to get all this stuff back because I'm, I have a scale I take with me. That's another travel hack. I take a little hand scale with me to make sure I'm not overweight. And I was right close to 70 pounds with all of it. So that I'm like, I'm just going to pay to ship the fourth one back because it would have been more expensive to ship through DHL. So I just, I just paid and shipped it back with my luggage, but I'm sitting there waiting to, I think, do I still have that picture? I'm, I'm waiting to, 
I guess, board the, not board the plane, go check in or whatever. And then I get this, if you can see it. It says, canceled. My flight got canceled. Now, let me tell you, I fly Delta. I'm sure all the airlines are having this problem. I was unable to get anybody on the phone. They said, oh, you're ha we're having a two-hour wait to get connected to people. And I'm like, okay, that's just really uh, uncool. Well, about an hour later, I'm waiting for Delta to call me back. An hour later, I get another thing that says your flight is now the next. So, Because it was supposed to be 11.55 p.m. on the 14th. It's now going to be 00.55 an hour later on the 15th. So I guess they had to cancel it and reinstate it. But they could have done that all at once and not being able to. I'm thinking, okay, all the other flights are booked. How am I going to get home? Whatever. It'll work itself out. And it did. Well, I get to the airport. To get in the airport, you have to show your COVID test. Okay, great. Show the COVID test. Then to go to the, you go to the check-in place. We have to, you show the COVID test and you have to put your stuff all through a scanner. That You have to take all the bags, take the laptop out, all that, go through. Then you go to the ticket counter and they're like, oh, you don't have a reservation. You have to go sit down. I'm like, oh, great. And they looked at my COVID test a second time. So I had to go sit down Then I had to go somewhere else and then they couldn't find it. And then I, we figured that out. That took a while. Then she's like, oh, you can't go through London. If you go through London from, from Kenya, you will have, be forced to go and quarantine for 14 days. And I thought I had read that that was just when you went into the country. I was just going through the airport and she was like, no, no, it's, it's everything. If you're going through the, the airport, anything, you can't set foot in London or you have to quarantine. So she had to rebook me on a flight going from, I was originally landing in Paris anyway, but going straight from Nairobi to Paris, Paris to LAX. Okay. Got that sorted. Then I go back over and I know I have a fourth bag and you have four bags. I know you have to pay for it. I know. Well, why don't you just carry it on? It's 50 pounds. I'm not carrying it on. They're trying to fix it so I don't have to pay for it. I'm like, I planned on paying for it. So then I had to go back over to the lady and pay for it. And I come back. Then they have to see my COVID test again. That's three times. And then I go through customs. I think they had to see my COVID test too. And then, so I go through customs. Then I have to go up the escalator. And then there's another checkpoint. So the laptop has to come out again. The shoes come off, all that. You go through. And by this time I'm, I'm stressed, I'm sweating. I'm like, I just want to get on the plane and go home. Well, I went, I went into the sky club for a minute just to freshen up and get some water and just sit there and kind of breathe. Then I go to board the plane. They have to check my COVID test again. So that's five times my COVID test got checked before I got on the plane. So then I'm in the area waiting to board, board the plane. We, it's uh, it was an Air France flight. It was at, the service was absolutely amazing. They treated me like gold. They treated everybody like gold. flew to, flew to uh, Charles de Gaulle, and thankfully there was enough time for me to go into the Sky Club and take a shower because I was I was just stressed and I was feeling grimy and I was like I don't want to be on an eleven hour flight and and having not freshened up. So I went and took a shower went and got on the, to board the flight. The flight's delayed 40 minutes. I'm like, you can't make this stuff up. So then in Paris to board the flight, they want you to, 
show your COVID test. Okay, here's the COVID test. But then you also have to fill out a form that says you've had a COVID test and you're negative. I'm like, I have a COVID test that says that. Why do I have to fill out a form? And but, Oh, and then the interesting thing, I have my Kenya masks and I don't have one here. But getting on Air France, they're like, oh, you have to wear a surgical mask. They gave me a surgical mask that was so big, it was it, it wouldn't have blocked anything if it had the opportunity because it was just way too big for my face. But their rule is that they have to have you have to have a surgical mask. So I get the surgical mask, get on the flight and fly to Paris and then fly back to LAX. LAX was smooth. I have global priority. So it's I don't have to wait in the line. I go to the kiosk and scan and get the ticket. I hand it to the guy and I go, the bags come off. There was like only one other flight. The international terminal was empty, empty. Only one other flight was uh, coming in at that time. There was nobody. You, everybody went through the same line. There was nobody kind of at customs waiting or whatever. They sniffed your bags. You had to pass by the dog to sniff your bags, but that was about it arrived and then I just come out and I see my son in my car and he's just passed by. So he had to come back around. And then it took, it's taken me, that was Tuesday. It's it, today is the first day that I feel a hundred percent. My health is back a hundred percent. My uh, I'm over the jet lag pretty much. I'm still, I've still woke up a couple of times, but I'm still, I'm able to go to sleep at the normal time and go fall back asleep. The first night, I think I slept three hours and I was wide awake. It was, and I had to go to work the next day it was awful. But what interesting thing, what happened the day, I think it was the day. See, I left on the 14th. So on the 17th of June, I'm just looking at this ministry of health thing that came out from Kenya. They basically uh, have had in the air, one of the areas I, where there was a lot of counties and we were in one area where, where we were is one of the counties now that they have in, an increased caseload for COVID. And so they, they reinstated on my birthday, the uh, 7 p.m. to curfews now 7 p.m. to 4 a.m. And uh, basically only essential movement. So, uh, they have to, anybody who's cross-border cargo driver has to have a uh, certificate for COVID, uh, no COVID, uh, COVID test. And then all public gatherings and in-person meetings of whatever nature are prohibited within the hotspot zone, including house parties and sporting activities, night vigils. And okay, let's see. Uh, they have some rules for funerals, but basically worship is shut down uh, for 30 days. I was able to go to church. I wouldn't have been able to go to church. We wouldn't have been able to gather. So interestingly enough, I was going to book my flight a little later. I had planned to spend my birthday there. And I'm glad I, I call it the whisper, the whisper of the Holy Spirit. I, I felt the need to go the end of May and be back before my birthday. And I'm, I'm glad I listened to that because had I not listened to that, I would not have been, a, we wouldn't have been able to gather. We wouldn't have been able to celebrate. Everything would have been shut down. So if I would have had a plan to celebrate my birthday there, I wouldn't have been able to celebrate it because I, I came back on the, let's see, I arrived back on the 15th. This was two days later when they initiated this, two days after I left. So I'm grateful that I listened to the whisper. And those are sometimes you really have to listen to those things. You have to listen to that whisper that comes and says, oh, you need to do this and do it.
I, I'm a whisper listener, but sometimes I fight the whisper. Don't fight the whisper because if, if you do, then you're like, oh, hmm, I wish I would have listened to that. Anyway, that's kind of in a nutshell, uh, the story of my, my trip to Kenya. It was an amazing experience. I'm so glad I got to go. I'm, I'm sorry I got sick. I'm after action reviewing some things that I should have considered and will consider for next time. I didn't have any electrolytes with me. I have some electrolyte, natural, no sugar added electrolyte tablets that I get from Whole Foods that I take. And uh, I didn't take that with me and I should have because I got dehydrated pretty fast and it's been taking me a minute to get rehydrated and back to normal. Like I said, this is the first day in probably three weeks that I've felt normal to, to some extent. But now I got a lot of work to do. Got to start getting all these up on the website. If you have dogs, these are, these are really cool. It's really nice fabric. They're washable. You can uh, spruce your doggy up with some pretty bandanas. I think they're going to do well and get be able to get the ladies uh, more more income. And that's another thing. So I am doing a fundraiser for my birthday. I will reshare it up on Facebook, but it is on my Facebook page. And uh, because we are raising money specifically, my birthday fundraiser is specifically for the school fees. Unfortunately, now, because of this mandate that came out, the uh, said somewhere that the public, all public markets are shut down. All public gatherings, in-person meetings. Uh, the weekly non-food and livestock markets are hereby suspended in the hotspot hot zone for a period of 30 days. That means the ladies can't sell anything. Well, one thing about these women, and we have some things coming in the future that we're going to be doing there in Kenya uh, to help other women, other groups, and other places. More to follow on that. That's, that's a whole nother recording to talk about that. But if there was work, these ladies would work. And unfortunately, they can't. And now because the street markets are shut down again, they have an opportunity for no income. So we're going to, I don't know if they're going to shut down schools. If they do, that will hold this money in abeyance. But the money that I'm raising for my, specifically for my birthday fundraiser is for uh, school fees to cover school fees for the kids. We had a lot of the ladies ask for help with school fees. And as everybody knows, education gives people opportunity to uh, succeed, well, we will be doing that along with continuing to raise money for food packs because it, with everything shutting back down again, there's no opportunity for work at all. Um, hopefully things will start to take off here more so we will be able to uh, increase orders from here and give them uh, some sustainability. All right, so that is about all for, that's a long one today, but I wanted to share as much as I could about my trip and share that video with you of the ladies modeling their, the products. Oh, it was so amazing. I, I, my heart was full watching them. They enjoyed themselves so, so much. So that that's all I have for today. I hope that you all have a great Sunday, a great rest of the week. And you, let's see, let's go back to this here. 
you can always be uh, work on being being happy, happy. You can be happy here and here. You got half the battle won. All right, everybody, have a great week. Until next week, I'll see you soon. Nakupenda. <laughs>